0: Get a three day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Welcome to Movement by Laura. I have a return special guest, my dear friend, Leslie Ann Murphy. You might know her, well, she has many different roles, but she has um, been on reality shows and she has the less traveled website and she is a world traveler. She did a teacher training in Aruba that I um, co-facilitated and we met there and just, I fell in love with her spirit and I have her back. And we're gonna talk about this next phase of her life, this movement toward um, being not a homebody, but um, finding your roots, she's now bought a house. And without further ado, I will welcome you, Leslie. Oh,
1: thank you. That was such a great intro. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> How are you doing since our last talk? I think it's been about nine months. You have traveled um, to see your, I think you've already, you, maybe at that point you had seen his family in Australia, but I know you've been to Australia to visit your boyfriend's family. You guys have been together well over a year Uh, what else have you been doing this last,
1: you know, nine months? Yeah, it's been a year. I don't know how we're in October of 2019, but we are and and you're having fun and you're doing a lot and you're moving. Um, I, I've been traveling, but I've also been trying to figure out this new path of domestic life, just having moved into a house with my boyfriend for the first time. It's just us because we were living together for the past nine months, but with roommates, So it's a very different thing being by yourself. It's great. But then it comes with, you know, furniture shopping and who likes what and disagreements and all the fun stuff to navigate
0: around. Well, so what in your travels together do you think prepared you for, you know, sharing, cohabitating and owning a house and all that together? And then what do you find that was like, there was you did not expect, you know, good and bad or, or challenging or easy in terms of like traveling together versus actually having a, you know, your roots together.
1: I think we were super prepared to move in together because during our travels, we're in such close quarters together all the time, 24 seven. I mean, he is an extension of me and I am an extension of him. Yes. And we spend every waking hour and I'm so lucky that he works in the media industry and that he can travel with me. Um, But it's nice to be home and have that kind of time together and to separate a little bit because I think it is healthy to kind of either be by yourself or be without one one another to miss one another. Yes. I was just in New York a couple of weekends ago and I remember it, it was the first time we've been away from each other in a while and it was, it's healthy. It's yeah. so healthy because on the road we are stuck like glue. But I know that definitely prepared us to move in together with just the two of us. And for things that I I I think I didn't I wasn't ready for moving in together. I don't I think I think we just really disagree on our style. <laughs> I think if that's the only thing, like <laughs> oh my gosh, so be it. We'll we'll navigate around it. But it's so funny trying to furniture shop with him. uh, I think guys, I don't know, I I guess they just have different tastes, but we disagree on every single furniture piece.
0: (laughs) Well, this is actually really good practice for later decisions, which have, you know, not that furniture doesn't have like a big impact, but how you like being able to argue, well, being able to have different opinions and um, find these kind of common or just compromising these are yeah. this is setting you up for a lot of success in the you know the other entry <laughs> entry points that you haven't gotten into yet
1: <laughs> oh true no it's, and that's that's exactly right because I was sitting there we were at uh, living spaces this furniture store not far from our house the other day and he was just like oh this is my favorite piece we were looking for for a TV stand and in my mind I was like I really dislike this with all of my being but I feel like I should just Give, give in here come yes. on it's just like you got to you got to pick your battles and even if that's not a big one but i think you're so right you hit the nail on the head compromise.
0: exactly compromise compromise i remember when i first moved to new jersey i moved with this guy who is now a very good friend of mine he was my boyfriend at the time and he he had this large stuffed animal moose head like not a you know not a real moose head but like a stuffed animal that was yep. a moose head that he loved that like had some kind of emotional connection to or reminder and he wanted to put it up in our like adult apartment and I just I don't know I was gritting my teeth and for days I was like I'm not having that thing this is my first place together and then after about five days I was like what is the point like if it brings him happiness I just have to at someday it will not be there or you know and then then it was I wasn't in his life anymore but you know what I mean like there's just things to um yeah It just really, yeah, pick your
1: battles. (laughs) Riley, move it to the beach and maybe he'll never notice. Yeah. It's so funny you bring that up because my boyfriend has this surfboard. He's from Australia. Surfing is just in his DNA. So he has a surfboard that I swear has migrated from room to room for the past year. And he hasn't used it once. (laughs) like why is the surfboard all of a sudden in our kitchen right now <laughs> it's like know. a
0: security blanket for the Australians
1: <laughs> I know. And that's, that's the battle it's like just shut your mouth Leslie it's yeah. fine <laughs> so what
0: is it I I know we've talked a little bit about this before but now you've really got some more you know days and months under your belt and over a year like what is it like having uh, a partner a serious partner from a different country and is there any challenge with that
1: not a ton of challenges I think Australians are just super fun and laid back and great to be around all around, like all the way around. They're just fun, loving people. But I mean, there are funny instances. Like every once in a while, he'll say something with, with his accent, which is beautiful by the way, but it doesn't always translate. Like I won't uh, understand him or he'll have lingo that we don't, or he, for instance, this, just this past week, I bought candy corn Wanted to get in the spirit of fall. He had no idea what candy corn was, and I just forget sometimes that he's from a different continent. And even the little things that bring me, you know, such nostalgia—like he has no idea what it is. Right. So it's just little things like that that I like. It reminds me that we do come from different places.
0: And I think something—I mean, you're already living in a in a very being in the moment type of lifestyle, Uh, and and I think being with someone who isn't from. The same background, the same much less the same country of origin there's like that like there's like a novelty almost always present in in the way that being in the moment um gives you and i I bet that i I just there's probably not a lot of other people necessarily that could do what you're doing, which is like pick up and go like you said you're about to go travel in a month for five weeks. that job has to be uh you know flexible enough, but I think also the mind and there's a lot of people um, in different cultures that just couldn't imagine that kind of, I don't know, I guess not steadiness of a, of a regular type day in and day out job.
1: Yes. I am very thankful for the flexibility that travel has brought to my life. The flexibility, the understanding, the patience, so many things, so many things. And I, I think when I moved abroad a few years back to Argentina I first noticed all of that coming into play because it was, first of all, a massive language barrier. I thought I knew Spanish from learning it in high school. I did not know Spanish when I landed in Buenos Aires uh, at all. And it's just, you have to learn a different way of life and the movement of the people, what they do for a living, what makes them tick. And I'm so grateful for what that's brought me and how I can be super flexible in my everyday life just from my, you know, my way of life for the past five years. And I'm lucky that my boyfriend can do the same. I think in the beginning, there were challenges like he, it it could have been, you know, it was a small thing from not really knowing how to pack for certain destinations that I find so easy now, Mm -hmm. but I think, so I had to learn that too, once upon a time, but once, you know, he got the hang of living on the road for so long, we just, he's so flexible too. And I know that that, that can be really hard to come by. Um, oh, yeah. No, it totally is. I think that people
0: get really into routine and routine sometimes equals comfort and yes. getting out of that. And what you're doing is you are adaptable. You're adaptable with your, the, where you're going to go, what you're going to carry, I'm I'm sure you have a million stories, but travel is always unpredictable, whether no matter how like zipped up your itinerary is, something can happen. And you just learn that adaptability. This is a human trait. I think that is really undervalued. It's that it's kind of like resiliency that we're now realizing that, you know, that certain children don't have and, and, and what that is producing. That adaptability is so, so important. So What would you say are the kind of top five things that in your experience in this last year have made you more adaptable?
1: Living with other people um, for the first time in years, uh, because I was on the road full time for three years, didn't have a home of my own, finally moved into a place for five months last year on my own, and then moved in with three boys. (laughs) <laughs> um, so that oh, that's that, adaptable
0: right there. Say no more.
1: <gasps> oh yeah. Is it ever roommates and, and a boyfriend mm-hmm. traveling full time with another human because I preach solo travel all the time because I love the freedom it gives me, you know, and then, uh, traveling full time with, with another person, uh, you have, again, you have to compromise. You mm-hmm. have to be flexible You can't always do what you want to do or eat what you want to eat or go do whatever it is at the time you want to do it. So I think learning to do that with somebody else and, and feeding into their desires as well, Mm -hmm. uh, made me adaptable. Did you have any trips that went, I don't want to say
0: haywire, but just did not turn out the way they'd been planned?
1: Saudi Arabia was a really interesting trip for me this year.
0: Oh, tell us about think, that. Because I think
1: yeah, probably so it, many
0: people who listen have not been to Saudi Arabia, uh, much less anywhere. Well, yeah.
1: It was just this month of October that they opened the gates for tourism. Uh, so I went over there um, on a work visa with the company to help kind of show what the country was all about. And I, I, at the beginning of that trip, I was the only female. And so in terms of adaptability, especially, I mean... You can't. I never wanted to go. I never want to go into another country and and act like I I own the place. I want to be an observer and always mm. you know, see what they're doing and and also see how I can be of service. But for Saudi Arabia, it was completely different. I mean, I had to really kind of stand in the background. I felt especially as a female because they treat men and women a bit differently over there, even though. I, I, I interviewed a few local females over there and they don't necessarily see it like that because it's, I guess it's all they've known. They, they grew up in that culture. They didn't grow up in the Western world. So it was always such an interesting conversation with the local men and women over there. Um, but I mean, for example, we were at a market one night and the people I was around and with who were all men were filming with their cameras. And I turned to my boyfriend and asked him for the camera because there was something I wanted to film. And the minute I had the camera in my hand and started filming, I got yelled at by the man who was in charge of this market. And it was just so evident that it was because I was female. Um, it's a, it's a you know, small example, but I, I, and I went home that night and I just felt a bit oppressed as a female. And I, I don't, I'm don't i sure people will say different things when they listen to this, but that's how I felt And it was so evident to me as the only female in our group that nobody else was feeling what I felt. And so talk about having to be super adaptable in a Middle Eastern country that is so incredibly different from ours.
0: Yes. It's hard too, because it sounds like what you do, I mean, you get this amazing experience of going to different cultures. And like you said, being the observer, which is so respectful, like trying to honor the ways um, and observe them and learn from them. But I'm sure in those situations where we we know how many, much freedom we have here and in the U.S. as women, and, and certainly we're working still on a lot of, of progressing women's rights here, but I can imagine that's challenging to, to be respectful on the one hand, but also not offended, you know, and it's this it It's just interesting because I think we can learn so much in observing and honoring the cultures that do exist and that we don't necessarily need need to or should try to change them. but when it, there there is any oppression, real oppression, it's I think our duty to give voice to it if if people are uh, if we need if people need to uh, hear that, if they yes. their voices aren't getting out. And I was, yes. I'm not saying that's happening in Saudi Arabia, but I can see that that would be in any culture a challenge because we are bringing in our own viewpoint and our own experience so i yep. like that you're sitting back and observing but also uh, letting it sink in emotionally how how it is to be a female there
1: absolutely and i i think a lot of people on that trip took it like any other trip and you know, took all the beautiful photos because, oh my gosh, the landscapes there are unlike some that I've just never seen in my life. It's truly a special place. And and I think a lot of people put up beautiful pictures. I did as well, but I also took the time to really dig deep in, in a culture like that and interview a woman on my YouTube channel. So it's up there if anybody um, has more information or wants more information on that topic. Um, what is the found- title of the, your, your, your YouTube um, it's just my name. It's Leslie Murphy, so you can mm-hmm. audit, find it L E S L E Y, mm-hmm. uh, and and I yeah, that's that's a great example of, of how to be adaptable. Not so much sit back, but just feel, observe, and voice your opinions too. I think it's important, and not be and do it in a way that's not accusatory. Because yes. everybody different, and you can't blanket. I'll say this: you can't blanket. A country based on its government.
0: Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh,
1: I think that's, that's how we can end that section. How did you, yeah? How did you,
0: how do you decide where you're going to go? I know some of it is obviously involved in the, the work you're doing and, and who is interested in having you, but how do you decide where you're going to go?
1: Yeah. It's a good question. When I get frequently. I, a lot of it depends on work and asks from tourism boards or airlines wanting to promote a destination or, um, you know, a specific product. And some of it has to do with what's on my own bucket list mm-hmm. and where I want to go on personal trips because those, those fuel me to, you know, no end. And then a lot of it is limitless trips. So my retreats around the world where we have an awesome itinerary, we do daily yoga, we have a service community day and, we also implement a lot of what I learned in yoga teacher training, which it, it, it can be very interesting to try it and explain. But they're basically self-discovery exercises where the first time you try to explain it to somebody, like you know, my groups on night one, where you're gazing into another woman's eyes, you practice non-reactive listening and all of this and everybody's kind of freaked out in the beginning (laughs) because very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. They have never been so intimate with a woman before. I mean, it is truly a unique experience. And what we learned was from the feedback, everybody wants more of that because I think people truly crave connection and community these days, especially when we're living so often behind a screen. Yeah. Uh, to be in front of a person like that and to share so much um, and to be in that safe place, people crave that.
0: Well, and the eye contact alone, right? Just holding someone's eye contact. Think about um, for anybody listening or just for our own, like the last time that you really looked at someone Mm. and held that gaze, Mm. it's so powerful because it's, communicating non-verbally. I see you. I see you. And that is one of the two main things people really want is to be seen.
1: Absolutely. And I think it, we're so, we're all guilty of walking down the street and looking at our phones, not looking anybody in the eyes. And so, yeah, you're right. That those moments are super powerful when you're sitting there and for two minutes at a time, it's, I'm guilty of it too. I mean, you look away Mm. and and then of course me or whoever's moderating brings you back to the present, you know, look, yeah. gaze, be there, be all in as your shirt says. <laughs> <right? laughs>
0: exactly. Be all in. Right. Cause why, yeah. why not? Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about those retreats because I'm, I, I would love to go on one myself, but what, um, what do you do? How, how do you, pick the location. I know Patagonia is one of your favorites. What, what kind of audience are you, or, you know, people are you attracting to these?
1: I think it all goes back to people craving connection and community. So Mm -hmm. often I get messages, emails, DMs from people saying, I really want to travel, especially in my twenties and thirties, but I don't necessarily want to do it alone. I want to do it with, you know, some kind of group of people, but everybody I know is either getting married or having babies Any? Do you have any advice for me? And I kind of resonate with that so hard because I'm in the same boat. I mean, I all my best friends are married and on baby number two, and I you know traveling so often, I don't have a big community in LA Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because I'm hardly ever here to create one. So I thought, well, why not create one around the world? And wherever I do go, there will be people there that I can you know, communicate with and, and hang out with and, you know, be there with. And so I'm slowly doing that with these trips. And I think, you know, now we've done, we're about to do our fourth one this month in Bali. And it's just the coolest part to me is the aftermath of it and seeing these women continue to meet up. I mean, my Limitless and Argentina girls are, five of them are getting together this December. Seven of my Limitless and Peru girls are getting together next month in Nashville. It, it blows my mind what this growing community is doing for everybody.
0: Now, what do you, uh, so what do you do for the aftermath? Do they have like a Facebook page or do they have yes. just each other's emails? Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: we just created, I just launched my brand new website last week. And it has a space for all things Limitless on it, finally. Ah, I love that. Yay. Yes. So many people were asking, how can I be a part of this? Where can I get more information? And for so long, it was... Well, just for the past year that we've been doing this, it's really just been on a trip by trip basis. Like This trip is open, apply, it'll close, we'll do the trip. I'll do a blog post and that's kind of it. But now there's a space for it. People can find more information at my website, the dot Less with one s is in Leslie, and um, and how I you know choose the destinations. I think for the first one being Bali last year, um, I knew of this breast cancer awareness nonprofit. I really wanted to work with, and October is breast cancer awareness month, so it just kind of aligned really well. Um, and then with. Um, the second one being Argentina. Of course, it's my favorite place. I was—I just knew I've always wanted to take people back there, and I felt comp- confident guiding them through it. And then with Peru, this uh, two months ago, I actually got um, uh, pitched by a company there who I've worked with before. And our South America is just so untouched to me, and it's so just undiscovered. It feels like, and it's it's. Just feels super authentic, so I always try and push people to go there because, for whatever reason, I think there's some kind of fear and doubt in South America for a lot of people. It's not, you know, easily traversed Europe to a lot of people. So I try and push people there, um, and and yeah, I think it it all just goes back to community and connection. That's it, and and traveling together.
0: Do you have do you have a lot of repeat people, or are they new every yes. time?
1: I have some repeats mm-hmm. and it's hard because I want everybody to come. And I think the, the reason these work so well, and the reason so many participants get so much out of them is because we keep them intimate.
0: Yeah. What do you, what do you limit it to? 10 to 12. Oh my gosh. That is so amazing. (gasps) That's That's like, that's, yeah, that's, that's real community building. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. I, I know I've, I've, with my teacher trainings, I've always capped them at, uh, I mean, 26 has been the largest and that was, mm-hmm. but they've mostly been between 15 and 20. And yeah. sometimes I, um, I, I've purpo- like, I've started purposely capping them lower because the ch- it's, it's just different, you know, it's just, an, like you said, there's an intimacy there that you can curate and that, that security, um, that feeling of safe s- safety is, is more Impactful right away.
1: Yes, I mm. think every that first night um, we do a big welcome circle, and it's when everybody can get vulnerable and open for the first time, and it really just starts the trip off so well and so right. And from that moment on, especially when you're traveling together, you just oh, bond. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. So,
1: and I same with you know same with an environment like yoga teacher training.
0: Yeah. Yes, I know. And you get, you stick, you see your teacher trainees friend buddies still.
1: Oh my gosh. I keep thinking, I have thought about this frequently, the milestones of your life. And you, you have a few that you can definitely pinpoint. And for me, it has been going on the bachelor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It has been getting a preventative double mastectomy and it's been yoga teacher training. In Aruba with you and Rachel and fifty one other women. I mean that it truly was life changing, um, and I know every YCT is so different, so so different. And um, I I mean I would love to do it again. Yours, I think yours would be just incredible. I think you are one of the most unique teachers I've ever um, had, and I love just your your teaching goes of movement. You are so about that. Just get out and move. And I love it. And all of your challenges and I think you're on a, are you on a posture challenge now? I'm
0: on a posture challenge now. And it's so, so, it's so amazing. You should do
1: it. It's, um, it started
0: yesterday. So you, you know, it's not too late, but it is by the time this airs, it'll be over with, but I, wow. The number of emails and messages I get Because people don't realize um, how you stand is how you move, and um, it's it's yes, it's musculoskeletal, it's but it's energetic, it's everything, and it's it's your nervous system, it's habit, so many things. So I think it's very powerful for people to realize, like it, it, they like I just actually had a private right before this um, podcast, and you know I think all she needed for me to tell her is that you're, you can kill yourself. You can do this. Like you can start moving. Um, she has a lot of fear around movement, um, because she's been in chronic pain for so long. And sometimes it's like, I, people just need to hear that. Mm. And it's, it's the same with posture. Like, yeah, your posture can, can improve. It can change. And that will change how you feel, how you move, how you experience life, how you stand up, how you stand up for yourself and others, all of it. So yeah, I go through the vehicle of the body because it is, it, it it's like, it's like TNT, massive impact. It, it Like it it is big. It's, it's just successful way to change the way you feel is through the body for sure. So thank you. Go, go take that. It'll, it'll yeah. be, it'll be on the site. It'll live on the site after this. Cause I really feel it's that important. It's not, it's not something anybody gets growing up really besides your mom saying, stand up tall. Um, yes, totally it, you know what I mean? Like you're not going into school and learning about the body um, in any any really meaningful or sustainable way, and right. that's that's what I'm trying to trying to offer. So thank you. I'd love you come and join my training anytime.
1: Well, I would love to. I think the way you taught had such an impact on the way I teach. I mean, obviously you're my yoga teacher, but <laughs> I, I I frequently think of you when I am teaching because because I I mean even when I'm queuing in uh, something like like high crescent lunge, I mean really being mindful of the torso not not flaring out through the ribs I mean it's everything and even just standing standing still um, and not swaying through the lower back. It, I mean I think about you all the time just because of how you taught me to stand. So oh, I mean I love that got a big impact on me.
0: <laughs> well, I love that. And I bet, I mean, when you, you probably notice, cause you're so active with all your moving and hiking and all that. It, 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 it does have carryover in your movement.
1: For sure. It does. I know even sitting on an airplane. I yeah. Mean, oh sure. yeah.
0: Yeah. You sitting on airplane. Really yeah. Doing Just the rolling down. shoulders. We're doing it right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or the neck rolls. I mean, mm-hmm. it's my best. airplane. It's great. Saving grace.
0: So tell me about your upcoming trips because so now, and what does it feel like knowing you're going to leave your, this, this house that you just just acquired? Like, I'm sure it feels good, but does it feel, do you have more ambivalence now that you have this, this solid route?
1: The good question. I, it's bittersweet because I, I've been here in LA for five weeks now, which is probably the longest stint I've ever stayed put.
0: Okay. And well, real, real, how did you um, interjection here? How did you decide on LA? I know you'd oh, live there, but it was that like a natural destination, it, like home no, base. It
1: wasn't natural. And, and you know what? I don't know if it'll ever feel natural. I don't know if it'll ever feel like home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I grew up in Arkansas. I have moved all over. And I think that is, you know, this career path is a little bit of a downfall because I feel almost at home Everywhere and not really one place yet. And oh. I hope that, I'm. like, I truly hope that I feel that way, like I do feel in Arkansas. Um, but it's not in LA yet. And that's probably because I haven't made a house a home. Yeah. And I think yeah. just,
0: uh, I mean, th- this could be different for you than it was for me. And you, uh, you've you moved a lot. I moved right from also the South up to New Jersey. And my gosh, I've been here ever since then. But I i swear the first five to 10 years I was here, I was like, I'm going to move back to North Carolina. I'll move somewhere else. When people would ask me where I was from, I, I just never said I'm from New Jersey, even though I'm living there. Because it just, mm-hmm. I've now been here 20 some years. And I, but I, I the point is, I feel like um, once I started really developing community. Even you don't have to have kids to develop community, but the kids develop a certain type of community as well. But just, yeah, like you said, when you're there for a while and you'll have, you'll figure out that next stage where you're maybe there more often, you're still traveling, but you'll have some kind of community there. Community doesn't have to be big. Like you pointed out, you know, if you have five people that you love to be with, I think that's a community. It doesn't have yep. to be a ton of people.
1: Yes, I think you're right. I think once we really make this place ours, make it an a, a house, a, a home from a house, you know, and and really go through that transition, and really putting roots down into this community, it'll be different, and it hopefully it'll feel like home because I haven't felt that way with any one place in a long time, and it's it's a little concerning. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I, I have a feeling you'll figure it out, and some of it too is that you have been not not on the go, but you definitely have probably not been in one place for a long, long time. So yeah, but it's okay to always it. have, it's like, it's always, like you said at the beginning, it's always good to have your roots and feel like it, you can grow your wings even more because you know, yeah. like, oh, I have a landing spot. And for some yeah. people like you, I think like when you have adventure in your heart, you might not ever want to just land for long periods of time. You might be like, but you have that landing spot and that's what yeah. that matters.
1: I don't know if I'll ever, I don't like the word settle, mm-hmm. but I, I have really enjoyed being in one place for five weeks and I didn't, I don't know that I ever thought I'd say that out loud, but I really have. So I get it. I get the homebodies. I understand them. Yeah. Uh, I really do. I get both sides to the story and I am lucky that I can straddle the line there.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah. go back to, okay. So now where are you going to go when you leave?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, we leave in two days. So by the time oh, it's gosh. Aired, <laughs> We will be in Hong Kong, Hong Kong, which is an interesting place to go right now because uh, it's unfortunately succumbed to a lot of political tension with China and and Hong Kong and and all the protests. But I think we will be, I think you need to be smart about where you travel, but this isn't going to stop me from going there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get a lot of questions from people. Why are you going to Mexico? Why are you going here? It's dangerous. Honestly, the world is a dangerous place. I mean, look at um, El Paso and all these places where you know shootings can come out of nowhere. It's it's a crazy world we live in. Yeah. So I'm heading to Hong Kong just for three days and then heading on to Bali for Limitless in Bali. Year number two, I can't believe we're doing this for a second year. Time flies. Ugh. It will be bitter, bittersweet because again, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month and we're working with the same nonprofit over there. And uh, last year for my very first Limitless trip ever, we did it in Bali, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I had a woman named Margo who was 33 years old. She had had breast cancer once, beat it, and it came back. And she was... I knew when her application came in, I, I wanted to model this trip after her because she was such a light. And I'm, I think everybody, herself included, was so lucky that she was healthy during those seven days we were together. Mm. And five months later, she passed away from metastatic cancer. And so it's... That is so young. Oh my oh, gosh. No. I mean, I'm getting emotional even talking about it, but it's going to be truly bittersweet being back there, being back at the same villa that we were there together um, where I met her and And I'm so lucky that I'm so grateful, though, that she wanted to be on camera. So I only did a few on-camera testimonials when we were there, and she just happened to be one of them. And she's that kind of person where she's like, oh, yeah, you want me to go on camera? Sure. I don't know what we're going to say, but I'm ready. And she was just down for it all. And she just spoke from the heart for 15 minutes about her diagnosis, about life, about positivity. And I'm so thankful that I always have that to look back on and I've showed it to everybody that I can since then. And it is just a ray of light on screen. So anyway, mm. that's, that's this month. And, um, so we'll, we will try and honor her as best we can while we're there. And then heading to Australia from, um, for the first two weeks of November to see my boyfriend's family. So, Wow. And so be, you'll be go. back Stateside
0: for Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. So we get back middle of November just in time.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow.
1: But yeah, with an empty house. Well, <laughs> but it's okay. We'll get there. <laughs> Are you going to go to Arkansas for um, Thanksgiving? Yes.
0: Oh, oh that's I awesome. Know. That's awesome. There's nothing like going home for Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh.
1: I, mean, I remember when I was living in Argentina and missed my first Thanksgiving. It's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. I feel overseas and for... People who can't, you know, who may who are married and can't go, you know, see their own family or whatever it may be. Um, but it, I'm, yeah, I'm very lucky to be able to go home this year.
0: Oh, that's incredible.
1: Well, what do you, what do you guys do for Thanksgiving?
0: Um, we actually have a Thanksgiving. Um, we started my my husband's parents. We always went to my in laws for many many years, and yeah. then my father in law became ill. He eventually died. And in that time period, we built the house we're in now. So this was about 10 years ago. And once we came to this house, and we've been vegan, as you know, for 18 years. So we were like, we're going to have vegan Thanksgivings at our home. Mm -hmm. And so we do that. And we just invite whoever. Like, you know, I just want to bring in any stray, (laughs) anybody that doesn't have like the family to go home to. Or so I invite Mm -hmm. my yoga teachers. I invite my friends and and yeah, it's become like a tradition. So last year was the only year we didn't do that. And that is because somewhere in my, you know, my dad died in February and I knew, I was like, I I need to go home to North Carolina this year. Mm-hmm. And so I did and my older brother did. And I'm so grateful for that. I mean, I didn't know my dad would die three months later, but I, I knew his health was not that great that he and my mom were not going to travel. Usually they would like alternate between one of the four of us coming up coming to see us for Thanksgiving. And then we would all go down to my parents for Christmas. So I went there last Thanksgiving and I just have that memory that is um, so precious to me uh, that I was able to spend that with him.
1: I bet. How how are you healing? How are you, how are you grieving?
0: Uh, It's so fucking hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard, but I've been really honest about it. And, you know, it's just, you can never be ready and you can never, I, you know, the, 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 I talked about this with Amelia Barnes, who's, I also yeah. am going to have on my podcast. I'm on her Great. podcast and we talked about grief Yeah, and you know, it's like it, when you, when you grieve hard, you know, on the flip side of it is that you've loved hard. So that love was really pure and wonderful and it's hard, but thank you.
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I followed you throughout it all and I really appreciate just your ability to put that out so publicly, but I, I know it helped you and, uh, that community surrounded you, you know, from day one with so much love. Oh, so much love.
0: And, you know, some yeah. of it was, I, some of it, it was unplanned, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, it's such a, it's such a tidal emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so, it's so huge that I think at least for me, I know people have different ways, but it, it's just like you, you're just kind of grasping at how to actually move through it. And like so it, it does certainly help sharing the experience. I mean, I know there is uh, bonds that I've created with people who also lost a parent and it, because we really get it, we understand each other. Mm-hmm. And so, it, yeah, it's 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 an unfortunate part of life, but I've also... I, Like I look back at that Thanksgiving and I look back Mm. at all my time with my dad and I'm, I'm just so grateful. He was my number one fan. Mm. Yeah. So I'm trying to be like Larry.
1: (laughs) It kind of goes back to that importance of community. So they have that love and that support group when you're up, when you're down, when you're whatever. But I wanted to ask you kind of based on community, community, because you have so many teacher trainings, because you so many classes and because you're deeply rooted in New Jersey and Princeton, do you ever feel overwhelmed with how big I, I guess this is a strange question, mm-hmm. but overwhelmed with how big your community is and if you're kind of doing enough or or getting around to everybody who may want to have a conversation or speak to you. Yes. Or needs I'm sure you
0: have yeah this question is for you because I'm sure you um my answer is yes. I am both moved. I'm, I'm motivated highly by the people that reach out to me. And, and, and then I'm also always trying to figure out, like, cause I get a lot of requests. Can you come to this place, whether it's pretty local or, you know, Australia, like a lot of Australians? I love, I have quite a few Australians who follow me and do mm-hmm. my classes. And yeah, I wish I could be uh, more available in that way. So I have developed an online training knowing fully that nothing is like being in person. I, I, this is like, I start off right, right from the go. This is not, this is not, is going to be as powerful in some ways as an an in-person training, but this is better than not being able to offer anything. And I've made it as kind of intimate as possible. I've really, we're going to have online webinars, engagement there, I, my attempt is if somebody has taken their time to write me, I, I'm going to take the time to write them back. I don't look at that as like a burden, right? but I do sometimes get behind on it for sure. So it is, I feel like it's, it, it's both motivating. And sometimes I feel like, Oh, I wish I could, yeah, I wish I could get to more people or, but yeah, that's my mission. I'm also at a stage of life where my kids are getting older and they have, they have some high needs of me and lesser needs of me. So I'm kind of riding the wave of when they need me less and able to go out more. And my husband's always, you know, like these uh, this Dublin, Ireland studio asked me to come and I thought, yeah, I'm going to go. Like I can go there for five days. That's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that's great because I know it, once you go somewhere in Europe, it's easier for other people in Europe to get to you. Like When I went to London last summer, it was people from all over came. But yeah, it is it's um it's the beautiful thing about having all this stuff online now of uh, building this community, and I don't think I've ever really and you have obviously a huge community and I don't think probably reg- registers really how many people are in that community. Do you, do you think that I don't I just not a, yeah,
1: sometimes I sit there and I look at, you know, I guess if you're looking at how large in a numerical kind of sense, it's well over four hundred thousand, but that doesn't. I, my my brain can't really wrap that amount of people like into one room or stadium or whatever that is. I often sit there and try and 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 visualize that but it doesn't it doesn't matter I mean I just try and i guess get to and get back to as many people as I can but i just I wanted to ask you that question just because I know you're so deeply rooted in your community but and yet you you you're you know local community but it spans far and wide past that yeah so I just I I feel badly for some of the message I, I can't get back to. And I always want to because that's my favorite thing is fostering community. But sometimes it feels like I am getting a little behind in all of that. Think for social media and for the blog because it allows us to connect in ways we may have not been able to year you know a decade ago even
0: yeah but you i think this is the thing and i've seen um the way you interact and engage with people and that is definitely your mission is to you're sharing your adventure um you're shining this um, pathway that's why i just I love you. I just, I feel like you're, you're doing it for all the, the, the true reasons. The, not that there aren't true reasons, but this is about um, you and your adventure in life. And you just want people on it with you. And people get that. And, and there is going to be moments where you're not going to get back to people. I, there's, uh, there's people I, that I don't get back to. And they just, Things get lost in the mail, literally. I mean, it's just, yes, yes. I think people understand that. That's just being human. But I think you, you so exemplify that you are there for people, that you're like, you know, you're just with them, but you're also giving an example of of, of living life fully and taking chances and embracing the, the beauty that is this world. And I think mm-hmm. that you are... Um, I, I see the way you write back, you know, talk to people on, at least on um, Instagram. And I think you do that in a, in a totally different way as if you're, you know, you have 40 people following you.
1: <laughs> well, thank, thank you for that. And I love you right back. And <laughs> I, I was so drawn to you from the moment I met you back in Aruba last year, just because of the way you interact with people and you just have this infectious kind of spirit or, and really good energy. I think you just make people feel super welcome and and i love that and i want to that's that's how i want to make people feel yeah.
0: i think you do no i i know you do i know you do and i think that you're like me and that you you want to give but in that giving you receive so much back as well mm-hmm. and that's a refu- that's renewable um energy i mean look at what you're doing there's a lot of people that would be exhausted <laughs> and you're like you know sure. writing about it and and showing it and and interacting with people so i think that It is sustaining you because that you're getting energy from it as well.
1: I love that. And I think that we need to make a joint retreat happen. Yes.
0: Okay. Let's plot about that. That would be amazing. Oh my gosh.
1: I know. I know. What's what's at the top of your bucket list?
0: Well, several of the places that you go to regularly, Bali, I've never been to. I would love Mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. I've never been to Patagonia. Would love to go. I've been down as far as, uh, you know, Galapagos and got close, but I would love, you know, anywhere in South America, I would love to go to Peru. Haven't been there. So, uh, you know, besides Patagonia, I mean, like up into um, Machu Picchu and yeah, I would anywhere pretty much think- all the places you've been, I would love to go. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think too, I forget about, I feel like we don't explore our own backyards enough and i i really want to focus on some domestic trips too in 2020. Yeah. Yes. Because the US has so many great places that just go either undiscovered or unnoticed or untraveled to just because we often want to go out of our own borders. But i would i will your husband please come because yes. i love him on your social media and he seems like the best addition Does he play is it what is he playing? Ukulele. He know he taught he's
0: self-taught ukulele and and guitar. Yeah, he is he's an amazing, amazing human being. Um, and I can say that because I had nothing to do with it. I just um I'm just so lucky to have him. And it's interesting because you know, we biked cross country 20 years ago. And so we had that experience of living together 24/7, riding our bikes, living in a tent and you really find out a lot about someone and and i knew then i was like this is this guy is good cuz he was just problem solver enthusiastic like every day sometimes it got on my nerves and in my moments i would get pissed off he'd be like so we we've we've already you know biked 75 miles he'd like so what do you think we could push on if you want i'll do whatever you want and i'd be like oh my gosh are you kidding me he's like the energizer rabbit but boy to, he is He is an eternal optimist. And there is something so beautiful about that. Yeah. He would love to come. Are you kidding?
1: I feel like though, you're the same way. Like you're so, you are, you move more than anybody I know in just the sense of, you know, moving your body and being energetic. And I feel like you need somebody there that can keep up.
0: Yes, probably. Oh, he can keep up. I I mean, I really honestly look like the, the, the lazy one in comparison, but we, we, he's gone on a lot of my retreats and people love it when he comes, he's just, um, He's fun and yeah, he brings his ukulele. So let's off off camera, let's plot. I'm sure yes, we'll a ton of people would love to come for our, you know, our little like, quartet. <laughs>
1: yeah, whatever. Yeah, quartet. I love it. <laughs> do it. We'll manifest let's
0: do it. it. I love it. So um finding our roots and spreading our wings. Well, you are doing that in such a huge way. And I just I adore you. I adore you. I adore you. And go and check out all that this wonderful woman is up to because she is um, spreading delight and adventure and being such a great example of being a powerful, adventuresome and uh, woman who is truly taking a path less troubled.
1: Oh, thank you for that, Laura. Thank you for having me back. I can't believe this is number two in the book.
0: I know. I love it.
1: I love you, honey. I love you too. Thank you for everything.
0: You're welcome. And hugs to everybody.